Hi folks, hope you are doing great and keeping safe. So today I'm back with Curiosity Rover podcast all-timer Ayushi Singh for another amazing conversation. So Ayushi, how you are doing and how are you feeling today? I'm doing amazing and thank you for inviting me once again. Hello folks. Hi Apishe and uh, you know cheers to the wonderful host with so much knowledge. So I'm happy to be back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all the kind appreciation. So Ayushi, you are an author, you are a public speaker, you are an engineer, you're an IT consultant, musician, entrepreneur, truly a package of wonders, you know. <laughs> when I was writing your intro, I couldn't, couldn't help myself ask you how you're able to manage so many things. And if you have to introduce yourself to someone, how do you do so? How do you introduce yourself? Well, I use two words, a first an artist and another an explorer. So uh, an artist is a person who, who never stops. An explorer is the same one uh, who, who is curious uh, to learn everything. So I'm making use the most of my time. Uh, so that is me. No designation or no educational degree should define me. That I consider the most. I truly like the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So what are you currently up to in your life? What are you currently indulging yourself in? What projects you are working on? Well, things are a little slow uh, for from last few months because of some personal errands that I'm running. But, uh, you know, um, professional world never stops and uh, you, you can't take a break here because uh, you even if you doze off for a few seconds, uh, the the pace with which the world is moving uh, you are left behind right so uh, i am taking less projects right now uh, related to technology it and on the writing aspect i'm still reading so um, you can say in overall this is a learning phase for me still on the on the same lines you mentioned about your writing something so your last book child of true lovers was highly appreciated by your fans so what book you are currently is it a book you are writing and if yes what book you are currently working on what's the theme of the book and when soon we can uh, get our hands on and we can read the same of course uh, so in our last conversation too i interacted about spiritual aspect of uh, you know uh, uh, this, this world. So people are talking about meditation, yoga and all. Uh, many people who are too logical, who, who think on the practical aspect of it are not able to connect. So right now I am exploring uh, podcasters, uh, read, uh, writers and uh, people who used to do research on these aspects hmm. uh, to gather my content on creating a content which is um, more towards logical aspect of the spiritual world all right so um I'm, i have yet not decided on writing a book for now but i think uh my genre will be of course related to psychology blended with uh, science and uh, you know spiritualism so a practical aspect of uh, uh, the superficial world maybe <laughs> So you mentioned the term meditation. So do you meditate yourself? And if yes, what is your way of meditation? Some people, you know, just like to sit silently and listen to a music, meditate. Some folks like me used to chant mantra to meditate. So what is your way of meditation? 
Uh, well, my way of meditation is uh, uh, keeping myself isolated for some time uh, in nature and uh, away from technology. So if, even if I try to listen to music, I'll get diverted. Uh, you know the regular notifications and all from the mobile. <laughs> so I I isolate myself, totally detach myself from hmm. the technology world and uh, connections, network, uh, family. So I go out. I go to some place where there are fewer people, less noise, and it could be my room if in case the weather situation is not good. So disconnection from this uh, materialistic materialistic world is what I call meditation. And what do you believe meditation has done to you in your personal life, in your professional life? If I have to say about myself, it has made me much calmer and and more focused, right? So we get distracted right. by, you know, as you mentioned, notifications, things and bongs on our phone. So it has made me not a lot more focused, right? After a meditation session, I feel that focus in that focus zone for a longer time. If I'm not med- meditating in that day or for a uh, for for some days, I, I feel I am losing that focus in my you know work. So, what has meditation done to you? Well, uh, first, uh, first thing is introspection. Um, I cannot uh, read the world. I cannot know about the world unless and until I know myself and how I perceive things, how I understand things. So, uh, the, you in the very beginning of this podcast, you uh, you said that how I'm able to do so many things. The reason is uh, I try to uh, uh, I try to make things sorted, and for that I need to resolve some unsolved issues that I am facing with maybe some people, some issues, some you know professional personal world. So that is a kind of healing that I can say. Uh, that is what meditation has done to me. Uh, you know, many professional failures and all. So acceptance, another thing. Uh, so introspection, uh, acceptance is the first stage that I think meditation has done. Then I can think about how I can manage the uh, whole, uh, you know, you, people used to write down tasks and goals for each day. Uh, in that duration of time, I used to sit and think, what should I do today and how sh- should I m- make the most of it? Sometimes I feel like doing nothing. And uh, during the meditation, or you can say during introspection uh, period of my day, I sit and decide that I'm not going to do any day- anything today. So it's a kind of um, kickstart of my mm. day and uh, everything is, you know, planned accordingly. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's really amazing. In fact, this is what I also, you know, feel after a meditation session that, you know, I'm more organized in my mind, right? I clear that it really clears a clutter in your mind. So I'm more organized and more focused in my work. Bang on, you made it easy, very specifically defined. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So as we talk about in the starting of the podcast, you are into so many things. So what is the biggest challenge you're facing right now in your professional career, be it a writer, be it an IT consultant, and how you're dealing with it right now, with all the things you are juggling? Uh, well, uh, sometimes uh, I think uh, speed, uh, you know, uh, the, with the, the pace with which uh, technology is upgrading is a biggest uh, challenge that any person, I, I'm sure you can relate to, you know, you 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 are skillful in particular field and then that 
field is obsolete in within like two months or three months, and then new technology comes up. So as a person, as an entrepreneur, I think uh, technology advancement is one of the biggest issue because we are trying to match the pace with which world is growing right and uh, right now i'm a very i'm at a very initial stage of uh, establishing uh, my own company it had been like 3 years only so the project the client demands and uh, the project that comes uh, for uh, you know uh, for for us for my company uh, requires sometimes requires skillful candidates or some new technology so um, you know resource allocation hiring skillful people is uh, one of the few and i can say top most issues that my company and i personally face a lot as a problem so uh, yeah uh, i'm sure you can relate to you are into uh, technology as well at a, i think you are into business analyst you are a business analyst i think yes. and uh, yes uh, so um definitely uh, data is up upgrading data organization is uh, changing algorithms are changing every day and then artificial intelligence right the, the one of the biggest uh, aspect which we cannot ignore also being into this field and at the same time we have to match the pace so yeah that is a uh, few of the most yeah i totally agree yeah. uh, so a few years back i remember you know uh, i was learning java and that was the boss word that time 5 6 years back and now java is totally absolute uh, you know absolute uh, python is uh, you know making more waves everything is everyone is learning python right so it's you know so amazing to see how you know something which was in high few years back is now totally getting obsolete and new technologies are coming around so the world of technology especially the it sector moves very fast it's just a you know blink of the eye you see a new technology coming around and the and the previous one getting obsolete so you have to move very fast right you have you have to be a lifelong learner i must say because you never know the tool you're the tool you're working on the uh, will we, we'll get obsolete right so absolutely you're absolutely spot on i use and on yeah, the same lines i want to ask you another question so since we're talking about it and it sector so last few months were full of uncertainty with massive layoffs by amazon twitter microsoft and i was just listening to a news about salesforce they are also you know laying off mass folks and you know right many small startups you know mncs are also doing this and experts believe you know this trend will continue this year as well and this year they are predicting a recession is coming so being in the it domain for so many years now what are your thoughts around this and why you believe companies are you know laying off their employees okay so i'll start uh, from a very fundamental aspect um people who are not into it will also understand this okay so first of all uh, when you develop a develop a particular product okay the first aspect is when you develop a particular product resources are used and you know uh, demands are met and then bang on it's done it's done and after that only modification and enhancement is required so the load of the developers is automatically reduced so the first thing is when you develop a particular product tangible or intangible uh, then after that only maintenance and upgradation is there 
and if you are uh, into it sector and if you are creating a product now today or uh, like two years ago then it's of course uh, so smart or so um, it has so much potential that any upgradation in that is possible you don't have to you know change the whole uh, fundamental design aspect architecture you don't have to it, it is able to handle new plugins or functionalities okay so uh, after creation there is only modification upgradation that's it the second aspect is uh, many companies have uh, uh, turned to automation okay for example the outsources come uh, outsourcing company uh, initially there were many trouble it troubleshooter uh, or it infrastructure structure management mm -hmm. people who used to uh, you know interact with the customers clients one to one but then these things are uh, you know gradually getting automated be it chatbots or uh, telecallers or any people who are uh, any 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 uh, department that can be replaced by machine so definitely there is no requirement of uh, uh, people individuals human beings because it drastically reduces the cost of the company and error rates too so of course come on an optimum uh, optimization aspect companies are thinking in a direction that they don't require uh, you know multiple people now simple program or simple software can handle many aspects of uh, the company many departments of the company so that is uh, the another cause that there are multiple layoffs okay mm. so uh, there are two main aspects uh, and it is going to happen i'm little uh, little uh, you know uh, doubtful that in future maybe we don't require developers because uh, when a foundation is laid uh, you know it's so much compatible with upcoming plugins functionalities features that creating a product from the scratch is not required okay so uh, that is uh, that these are one of uh, two of the few reasons that i considered after you know thorough study and uh, you know reading articles newspapers so uh, this is going to happen and uh, this in the first quarter of 2023 you might not see so much uh, layoffs mm. but in the upcoming quarters <laughs> that would I, I, it's a, it's a bad thing of course mm. but we have to be prepared yeah and i would just add one thing to it uh, when in the especially the in the for the it sector the reason they are laying off folks is because they miscalculate that you know uh, the traction will improve for example in case of amazon so they hired a lot of folks in their shopping division in their alexa division right and the most of the folks which are laid off are from that division because they they anticipated that uh, the volume to increase right the sales to increase but as soon as the covid wave, uh, wave is over the covid uh, is gone you know people started shopping offline in physical stores and does their volume get decreased so that is one of the reason why amazon is laying most of the folks and so far they have laid off 25000 folks and same applies to other mm -hmm. it firms because they miscalculated the the volume or the sales they would be getting post covid era because according to them they thought this will be the new new right this is how the people are going to shop mm -hmm. people are going to consume the it products but now it's correcting itself it's coming back to pre covid times right the attraction the number of volume the sales 
So that is one of the reason why they hire folks in excess because they were anticipating this to increase. But now the trend is coming back to pre-COVID times. Yeah, and no, another, COVID has, yeah. another thing I want to add, you mentioned about automation. So I've, I myself has worked on a few automation tools and you're absolutely spot on here as well that with automation in place, companies are now realizing that they don't need much of the labor intensive work. They don't need uh, laborers or you know workers to do such of the labor intensive work. They can now automate it and they don't need to hire so many folks, right? And India is called the BPO hub, right? All the companies, all the American, European countries, they hire folks from India because of our A, cheap, the labor here is cheap. And secondly, and most importantly, the labor here speaks English. We are the we are the country with you know most English speaking people, and also we are very good in IT. We are very good in you know understanding technology. So that is, these are the three reasons prominently why you know India is called the BPO hub. And with automation in place, companies are now realizing they don't need to hire too much of folks. They can invest in a tool, and you know the job can be done. Although now the jobs are more the folks which are needed are more on the creative side. Creativity is something which still automation can't solve for it. You still need a human, you still need a person who can, you know, come up with creative solutions on the creative side of businesses, right? So they're hiring folks who, who just not know the tool, who also knows how to innovate. So innovation and creativity is something which companies are now looking for. And uh, on the similar lines, I want to ask you, you mentioned about the trend to, you know, continue this year, the recession trend. Uh, so what do you believe is going to happen in IT sector, especially businesses, IT business, especially the small startups, right? Because many startups that rely on, you know, getting businesses from outside of India, uh, Americas and Europe. So being an IT consultant, you are, you are into domain of, you know, uh, making strategies for such startups and mid-sized companies. So what are your thoughts around it? Well, talking about 2023, um, I believe that uh, a small startups with few good projects are going to go very far, hmm. being very honest, because I can see uh, clients are uh, losing, uh, again, as you said, um, Amazon realized later that in a particular department, right, uh, they don't require so many people and they understood that these people will suffice and they will serve the purpose, right? Uh, similarly, in the, crack, uh, in the, uh, in the project ad, uh, domain, project creation and delivery, people are able to understand the, that giants, uh, the, uh, the big companies are not able to deliver, they might not deliver or uh, they can deliver in certain time duration only because they have by default so many terms and conditions that often clients, uh, you know, step back unless and until they, they, they have the time and, you know, they can uh, stay back and they can uh, devote a lot of uh, involvement uh, in with the, with the giant company. On the other hand, the startups and the small companies are doing their projects aggressively because they want to stand in this cutthroat competition, okay, in the market. So they go an extra pace and their terms and conditions get created after uh, mm -hmm. they deliver, uh, you know, projects. So they, they don't have any particular uh, terms and conditions because I'm associated with some startups that, uh, that, 
that are doing amazing work and they deliver before time and more than what is uh, demanded from the client so for example if they are delivering a particular software they will add on certain functionalities or maybe they they will extend their services for like one year two year maintenance charge they will not cost anything to the client because here they are not thinking in a monetary aspect but to get a, a firm stand in the market of technology okay so what i am thinking uh, is that though giants have good resources good reputation and uh, in a you know um, good position to purchase costly resources but startups are no less they are striving very hard and getting out of their comfort zone to deliver so uh, yes if if people are getting unemployed uh, you know sacked from big organization but i can guarantee that if they hold a skill uh, uh, to outstand then small startup will not let them fall that i am very sure of because i have seen uh, many cases uh, where people are getting unemployed and uh, you know sacked from big organization with a good degree from reputed colleges but they are not uh, unemployed they can still generate income uh, in any way because yes uh, skills matter at the end of the day right so yeah uh, things are going to be little tight this year too like last year but uh, if you are a person who who is uh, you know and then i'm not talking about uh, uh, you know collecting certifications and you know degrees or all you should have hands on experience you should know how to uh, act in the situation of crisis so then def definitely you are not going to be unemployed uh, that i can uh, that i'm very much sure. so i totally agree you have to you know keep upskilling yourself to stay ahead in the competition and making sure that you have a job and you know you are still employable so yeah your learning doesn't stop after college you have to you know keep on learning throughout your career true very true yeah And since we're talking about ID, there you go. One, please, please continue. I was just saying that clients are not cool. They are not. If if they are reaching out to you, mm. it's not their first project. They have already, mm. you know, get got associated with big organization or small organizations. They know how much time it takes to deliver a particular project. So they are not a cool. So that I'm sure. Mm. So now, yeah. and I was just want to ask you about. this moonlighting culture also there was so much talk about moonlighting last year especially after you know rishat prem ji your wipro mentioning about it's totally you know it's like cheating right you can't work for you know more than one company where you're employed at so what is your take on moonlighting uh, especially you know uh, this recession era you know now it folks especially people in the it culture you know it sector they are now thinking about taking up a second part time job if in case something bad happens to their you know a full time job so what is your take on moonlighting and what do you think about it believe me i i have met many people who are working on contractual basis and mm. they like the designation of a consultant than a full time employee you know <laughs> because because uh, consultants are usually on their own and uh, yeah uh, definitely uh, due to you know bulk uh, you know sacking and mm. uh, people have lost faith in big organizations too 
So it, it's, a, it's a very common saying in our country too that you are from, if you are from a corporate job, then you're, you, are, you are very unstable. And unfortunately, last two years have proved that. Hmm. Uh, even if you are uh, a person, a CEO or CFO or whatever, uh, it's not certain that you will uh, grow and stay in the same organization. So yes, uh, as we grow, our responsibilities increase and definitely uh, people are... Uh, uh, you know, opting to get involved with freelancing projects more than uh, devoting their whole time and effort in a particular organization because not all of them are IITians and uh, not all of uh, them are, um, uh, you know, a degree holder from reputed colleges. So, of course, uh, the if the situation is getting worse for, uh, for the premium college uh, students too, then normal people will definitely get scared and there should be a second uh, way to you know acquire money mm. that's that's very not natural and it's going to happen it's, it's definitely going to happen and just to add uh, I, I believe uh, also apart from just money it's also more about exposure and learning new skills because uh, mm -hmm. especially you know when you're a fresher you uh, if you're in a MNC, you have some time when you're on your hand you are you're almost done by you know if i are working on a nine to five job you're at max done by 5.30 or 6 o'clock and you have so much of ample time, right? If you're not married, if you're a bachelor, you have such a ample time to, you know, spend on your own learning. I, and that is the reason I believe a lot of freshers, they take up second jobs or this, you know, part-time projects. So just also to increase their learning, right? So which can help them in their future, you know, roles in their future career. So that is another aspect, right? Moonlighting does not just uh, help you, you know, in gaining some more money. It also helps you in gaining more skills and increasing your skill set, right? So that is my take on moonlighting. It's good if you're not, you know, uh, if you're not cheating with your current employer, you're not, you know, working on two laptops at the same time and you're not compromising on your full-time job. Yes, yes. Obviously, obviously that's, that's very important and you know, we are in this industry since last 10 years of approx and we are still learning. We are still, uh, you know, trying to grasp as much as possible. So if, if, if you are able to divide your day in the two organizations, then definitely it's a good thing. Of course, you're getting mm. an opportunity and a learning too. Yes. Awesome. On the fun side of things now, since we're talking so much about automation and idea, I want to ask you about chat GPT. So there has been so much hype about chat GPT these days. So have you used it? And what are your thoughts about it? Well, honestly, I have not used it, but it's a very good strategy to create a robotic environment by gathering information from public and making it stronger day by day. So I remember we, we were creating a learning environment for our, um, uh, for our employees uh, using AI. And we added a concept of, uh, you know, typing in the question and let the model understand uh, how, what, if it is correct or incorrect. So while we were training that particular model, we required thousands and millions of data, which was very difficult to generate from our end as well as from machine. So, you know, this is uh, chat GDP is a very, very smart strategy and approach to keep it public. And when people will put in data, it's, it's recorded and it's getting trained by default from all over the globe. So 
uh, what I can see the future for this is it's going to be very strong uh, platform for human interaction, but it has uh, its pros and cons too. Okay, uh, one of uh, one of the pros that I can think is maybe uh, the answer that you are getting is not absolute. So the person, the target audience, could be a student too. So for example, if he or she is asking a, a factual question, a logical question, then it's creating, uh, uh, you know, the answer on its own and you don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's not verified, okay? But they are understanding it. Uh, I have this perception, but again, uh, with time, algorithms are getting stronger. So maybe uh, noises also get filtered and they, are get, they get absolute mm -hmm. answers. So, yeah. I have and not used has, it yet. Yeah, and there has been a recent... So I have used it uh, and it gives me a very precise answer. So that is really astonishing. You know, uh, when, when, you, when we search something on Google, I have seen live examples. Mm -hmm. I was trying to build a Tableau project and I was asking a query. So whenever you ask Google a query, Google gives you the most relevant links to the website where you can get the answers, mm -hmm. right? But not the exact answer most of the times, but using chat GPT, you can just, you know, enter your query and ask your question and it will give you more or less the exact answer. So I was astonished when, you know, when I used the tool and there has been a news about, so it's, it's gonna, it can kill the Google business. And that is what I was about to say. So there was just an announcement by Satya Nadella of Microsoft that they want to incorporate uh, chat GPT in their own browser Bing. They want to revive Bing and make it more competitive and might eat up, you know, Google's business. So that it's something, you know, <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, you so Google, never... yeah. So they want to revive Bing by, you know, incorporating chat GPT in their UI and you, you never know, you know, uh, maybe being uh, with the power of chat GPT could become the next Google or it may eat up a big portion of Google business. So let's see what Google has, you know, to compete with. I'm, I'm damn sure Google is also working on a similar technology. They have also, you know, invested in a lot of AI based uh, tools and companies and they must be, you know, uh, preparing for something like this. Well, uh, of course, they'll try and definitely they are leaders. Uh, if, if it worked out well, then no problem. But if it doesn't, then they'll either merge, try merging it, <laughs> merging themselves with chat GDP or, uh, you know, getting a, get, get that acquired in their own organization. Because this is the strategy that <laughs> usually the giants do, right? So yeah. let's see. Yep, uh, it's gonna you know make search more visible now. And there was a news I was reading yesterday. So, uh, so most of the universities and schools in US have banned the use of Chat GPT for students to yeah. you know solve their homework and assignments because they were just answering, getting all the answers from Chat GPT. So it has been banned in yeah. most of the colleges and schools in US. So. It also, you know, uh, gives us to introspect about how currently our education system is. It's more about, uh, you know, rectification, right? It's more about factual learning, not mm -hmm. more about creative learning. You have to be more invested in, you know, the, uh, the creative aspect of learning, not just, you know, learning some facts and figures. So that will also reassess how we are, you know, how our education system is. Actually, very true, very true. 
And if you remember, I'm not sure if it is currently live or not, but Stack Overflow, uh, if you know the website, mm, they also yes. have banned use of this. So yeah, right now, maybe uh, there, there could be there some reason, strong reason that they are not allowing it. But let's see how it works. Awesome, great. Uh, so I want to I want to ask you. I was want to wrap up this podcast. I know there's a lot we can we have to cover, and when when we are talking to you, you know, a lot of things, a lot of discussion can happen. But at some moment, we have to end it. So I just want to end with two last questions. So one is, uh, which one book you are currently reading at the moment, and uh, if you have to, if if someone who's not into reading and you have to, you know, name one book. for the person to get started in the world of reading what that book would be uh i have been um well i it's a, it's a long name i think it's uh i like the way i you look like and i love you it, this is the name of the book hmm. it's based on artificial intelligence oh and uh, Yes, yes. You know, uh, by the name, you will not be uh, able to understand. It's, it's again, it's very beautiful. And uh, you know, the writer of the book is uh, Janice Shane. Okay, so um, this book is related to generative AI. And uh, if you if you see the cover of the book, uh, you know, um, there is a there is a small computer talking. Uh, 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 the proper name is uh, I like the way you look and I love you. This is the name of the book, and I mm. re- strongly recommend everyone, even people who are not into AI, will to go through that book. And uh, it's it's a very good, beautiful uh, story, and how uh, AI came into being, and how uh, you know people who engineers who started thinking about uh, making things automated. So it's not technology as such. but uh, it's a storytelling kind of thing i have not yet completed it i have uh, started like three chapters right now but i strongly recommend this book to everyone because you are you be all are stakeholders of artificial intelligence of technologies either we are creating it or we are using it or we are living in that okay even if we are not using it we are living in that that ecosystem so you cannot escape it uh so this is the current uh, book that i am uh, reading and uh, apart from that i uh, i'm inclined towards you know uh podcasts because at times mm. i cannot uh, devote much time to read so uh, you know ted radio uh, by, by it's it, it's usually broadcasted in us but you can try uh, going through uh, this uh, radio channel ted radio and uh, it's it's uh, the host uh, name is uh, raz uh, guy g u y raz and this is very very fascinating and you can think you can discuss uh, you cannot discuss you can just uh, get to know about every aspect of life be it environment be it personal life uh, life uh, or you know professional life so uh it's good i think uh so i want to ask you about uh your one habit you know your daily habit which you really believe is a game changer for you and also in the continuation of this question what what is the most frequent app on your smartphone which you use on a daily basis okay 
so mm, okay so first of all the first question my daily uh, habit i think um, it's it's a very small change that i have made in my life since last 3 years maybe mm. is to get up early in the morning i know mm. it sounds very silly to many people because uh, they think that it's it's difficult but honestly even if i'm sleeping at 2 in the morning in the in the night i mm. make sure that by 6 i'm up okay max 6 so uh, at that time i realized that in in the beginning I, it was very difficult for me to get up at 6 it's it's you know it's mm. it's uh, not uh, proper sunrise also but uh, i realized that my energy level gradually started increasing uh, in the morning and uh, even before the day ends that is before sunset i am able to accomplish and complete all the major tasks that i plan for the day okay so by sunset like 7 8 my day is ended so i have my own time i can do whatever i want because i'm carefree but at the same time if i'm uh, getting up at 10 or maybe 9 mm. 9:30 uh, so so waking up and getting ready takes like 1 hour uh, it's considered 11 am and the day is already ended okay it's 12 uh, it's noon and by the time i reach 8 8 or 9 i'm already exhausted because um, i i i got up late the reason for this is not just my habit but uh, you know this is how our body is made our biological clock and many other aspects there is a reason that uh, from ancient times people used to get up early like 4 in the morning so 4 is def- uh, honestly practically not possible always so i make sure that by 6 i am uh, you know awake so uh, this habit of mine um, made a lot of change in my life the other question sorry i missed it it was so what is the app which you move which you use most frequently in a day okay uh frequently well being honest it's whatsapp <laughs> uh, which i use hmm. but uh right now kindle i have installed kindle hmm. for last two years now um i'm not able to carry books at times so hmm. uh i i try to honestly i try to avoid uh, reading on mobile phone but if in case i have time or i'm traveling that is the first app uh, making sure that all the other apps are in uh, on mute uh, or you know yeah. deactivated or somewhere you know running in the background but not uh, pinging me always hmm. so uh, <laughs> the another app that i think is important for me is kindle that i consider yeah. uh, very very potential for me has a very potential for me yeah and even i am a kindle reader myself so i can totally relate so it could be uh, very much tempting to you know read that notification when you are reading so what i usually do is when i'm when i'm reading so i put my phone on airplane mode so i'm not disturbed by any calls any text any notification <laughs> so i totally totally understand uh, yeah. that is a challenge of you know when you are reading on your phone all right uh, so another question i want to ask you uh, so uh, you mentioned that uh, you mentioned about waking up early right so i know you you also mentioned about we, our ancestors used to wake up at 4 4 am i guess the reason being uh, here is 
it's called brahma murat if i'm not mistaken four to six it's called brahma murat and it's very much apt for you know uh, spiritual doing any spiritual activity you know exercising meditation so what is your daily regime especially your morning routine looks like do you exercise if yes what is your way of exercising do you do yoga and uh, do you also do any kind of reading in the morning so that is my question to you what does your morning routine looks like uh well honestly uh i started uh reading in the morning it was not helpful because uh, you know getting conscious in the morning you know mm. uh, activating your brain cells uh, requires some time ah. okay even if you are awake <laughs> by 6 you need some time so i used to meditate and by meditating uh, i don't say that i uh, you know keep my eyes closed otherwise i'll uh, fall asleep again and I'm, i'm sure mm. about it so i go out i roam around in the nature i have a, a you know there's a very popular park alfred park mm. nearby mm. so i make sure that i'm going there regularly uh, it's very difficult in winters but you know i have you know some some determination i'm little stubborn in these aspects because unless and until i'm sick or not able to go i make mm. sure that i'm there and uh, i leave my phone at home making sure that no one pings me or disturbs mm. me because by default if you're not doing anything uh, it's involuntary action that you yeah. uh, you know touch your phone you op- try to open what's mm. going on and you know discuss uh, talk to some people so that that's that's that is the reason i leave my phone at, at phone at home and i talk i talk to my mother and father that don't mm. disturb me i hope you will not cry me for like 2 hours now so uh, yeah uh that's that's how i start my day and then my when my brain cells um is activated then i try to meditate introspect and then mm. i come back home reading in the morning is a little difficult for me but maybe in future i'm not sure hmm and how you unwind your day we talk about you know how you start your day so how you end your day is it gratitude is it again a meditation you do so what is your nighttime routine <laughs> okay so uh, you know i believe in fairy tales a lot so mm. uh since since a little girl i i i have been told that magic happens in this mm. universe and i i believe in this a lot i don't know uh, if it's validated or not and i don't want the validation true it's mm. just uh believing okay so in the night mm. uh i again uh, there is a terrace at my home so i end up the day uh not forcing myself to sleep so people often you know open their mobile applications or uh, watch netflix and force themselves to you know mm. fall in uh, fall asleep till till they are tired till the eyes are tired mm. i don't do that i make sure that by 10:30 i go to sleep i mm. and if there is any meeting or something not more than 11 okay so um i, I i keep my phone side i roam around in the terrace and then uh, maybe i i talk, talk to universe you can say that uh, you know okay that will be fine i console myself that all problems will be fine one day there are problems in life personal life in you know professional life so i console myself this is this is the way i uh, you know give gratitude to the universe and then i talk to my pillow saying that please wake me up by 6 <laughs> okay this this sounds little uh, you know Uh, funny but this is how i uh, you know please wake me up so this is you know this is a psychological factor you know you are uh, you know telling your subconscious mind 
that uh, you have to get up by six anyhow. Mm. All right. So uh, in this way, I'm sending out vibrations in the environment, uh, positive things in the uh, and and maybe uh, when when my alarm clock, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the morning when when it's six. When my uh, alarm clock beeps, I am sure that I have to get up. So this is how these are some small uh, things that make me motivated, cheer me up at times. And yes, I'm a big believer that magic does happen. So I don't like people who, who are very logical and talk about, no, this is no. I don't believe that it's like a bond and you know sparkling things. Magic does happen, but gradually, if you uh, follow the rules of the nature, if you get up early, if you, you know, get things sorted in your way. So, yes, you have to put in effort to let magic happen, even that. So, yeah. Wow, this is so amazing. Even I'm going to use that pillow talk now. I'm going to tell my <laughs> pillow, hey, please wake me up at 6 a.m. tomorrow. So, this is a great takeaway for me. I'm going to talk to my pillow every night now and going to ask him, please wake me at 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> wow, this is so amazing. I'm going to follow this for sure. <laughs> Okay, okay. Thank you. Uh, I, I hope it will work. And your, faith, uh, your pillow is faithful. Definitely. It will, you know, help. Amazing. Such a great conversation. I don't want to end this, but at some point we have to end this. So before I end this podcast, I just want to ask you a final question. So imagine you are standing, you know, in the largest stadium ever built in the history of mankind and millions of people are, you know, waiting to hear from you. And you're just given one minute to share your biggest lesson in life. So what would be that message to all the people who are, you know, eagerly waiting to hear you? Oh my God, this is already giving me goosebumps. So thank you, uh, <laughs> Atisha, for giving me the picture of, uh, you know, <laughs> that stadium, those people. Well, the lesson, I, I will not say lesson. I'll just say that stop applying your logic all the time and listen to nature. Nature speaks a lot and your body speaks a lot. If your body says, stop drinking, you should stop. I mean, I'm not talking about stop drinking alcohol or you know, ban yourself from these things. I'm just saying your body will say, stop, it's enough today. So if you are sensitive towards nature, your body, things and people will automatically appear very sorted to you because things are not complicated. It's just too much of this that makes it complicated. Believe me. <laughs> so wow. uh, too much practicality, too much application of uh, brain will definitely create a lot of turmoil in your mind. That is what I'll talk to talk about and and i'll end the session there <laughs> wow such an amazing powerful learning i'm definitely going to follow through mm -hmm. it and once again thank you so much ayushi for all your time today i know you're you are occupied in a lot of stuff in your personal life but still you take out this time to you know have a conversation with me thank you so much for it well um I don't know people used to say often or not, but uh, Atisha, you inspire me. You, you are very much motivating to the speaker. So thank you so much. Because of you, 
people like us like to talk okay because you listen a lot and you learn and give us a lot of learning too so thank you for inviting me once again and it was an amazing session once again thank you so much thank you so much for all your kind words and whenever i talk to you i feel a you know very i'm feel i feel a sense of calm uh you know in myself i don't i don't uh, take it as a podcast even i just i just believe we are two friends you know just hanging out having a fun conversation <laughs> very true very true so thank you so much once once again for all your time today and all the very best for your life any parting words for our audience well um i don't believe in parting we will meet again because uh, yeah. life is long and, uh, definitely but uh, uh yes just just the conversation was whole all about magic spirituality connecting with universe you have to listen to it even if a small leaf that falls on your head it's like universe is giving you a, a blessing that everything is fine so if you believe in magic it does happen hmm so true thank you so much guys for listening to this podcast this is satish jain signing off take care and stay safe bye bye